So yesterday in the fast lane, we connected with Phil Steele, noted college football prognosticator, and uh, gave his projection on the Virginia schools. And of course, that's up fast lane, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts. And you can check out Phil Steele with an E, philsteele.com, for his full college football preview magazine. We wrapped it up and we were kind of out of time yesterday about Virginia Tech. Phil is bullish on the Virginia Tech Hokies, but uh, just how bullish is he? That's uh, the bigger question that we get to uh, tackle right now as Phil is back with us in the fast lane once again. Phil, a pleasure to have you on for a couple days in a row here in the fast lane. Uh, first of all, thank you for that. And second, Virginia Tech, you mentioned them as a team you'd like to potentially go over that five-win mark. Uh, do you expect more things out of them where they could contend for a spot in the ACC championship game, or is that reserved most notably for Clemson, Florida State? Yeah, I think getting to the ACC title game might be a year too early. Uh, you know, as far as Virginia Tech goes, uh, it generally coaches hit their stride year three when all of their recruits have now got maturity. Uh, also, at the very top of the ACC, teams like Clemson and Florida State are legitimate top ten teams loaded in talent. And last year, as an example, uh, Florida State outgained ACC foes by 165 yards per game, and they've got 17 starters back. Clemson is actually the team I rate number two in the country. Two other teams, I think, are near the top of the ACC in Pitt, North Carolina. I just don't see Virginia Tech in that realm right now this year. Phil, that's a great way to look at things right now because it brings us to a bigger question that we've touched on briefly and, of course, are polling our experts like you uh, as you've been doing this for a couple decades now, and the insight is up at Phil Steele com for those that want to get your college football preview magazine and that is Clemson versus Florida State it is it is it as tight as many people believe it to be at the top of the conference or do you believe Clemson maybe even as fresh life with Garrett Riley the new offensive coordinator coming in from TCU you know Florida State's probably going to be the preseason pick to win the ACC this year as mentioned last year, they dominated the conference statistically. 17 starters are back. And not only are they ranking my top units in all eight position categories, but in the offense and the defense, there are seven categories. They're ranking my top 15 in all seven categories. This is a very loaded Florida State team. And uh, they're probably going to be ranked higher in the AP poll at the start of the year than will Clemson. But I like Clemson this year for a couple of reasons. We went over the team with Coach Sweeney about the defensive line. You remember that 2018 defensive line, which was one of the best of all time, loaded with first-round draft picks. Well, he said this group is actually deeper in talent and experience then that 2018 group, I rate it the best defensive line in the country. They've got Carter and Trotter back at linebacker. Cade Klubnik is now working in the Garrett Riley offense. He's got Shipley and Mafa behind him, an improved offensive line and improved receiving core. I think they're dangerous. And the thing I really love about Clemson is the schedule. You know, they've lost one game in Death Valley in the last six years. Their toughest two games this year, Notre Dame and Florida State, they get them both at home in Death Valley. And keep in mind, they went on the road and beat Florida State last year, 34-28, now get them at home. So the fact they're dangerous at home, have a very manageable road schedule. I've got Clemson winning the ACC. In fact, I've got Clemson going 12-0 and and rated number two in the country. Wow, that's some strong confidence from Phil Steele on the Clemson Tigers and believing a bounce-back year is in store down in the ACC version of Death Valley. Phil, um, Clemson and Florida State, to many, are projected to be at the top of the ACC. They're kind of a handful of other teams that are lurking behind them is Miami finally going to do it Pitt can they sustain what they've done previously North Carolina we know they've got a, a top five 
potential quarterback in Drake May, maybe NC State with the former Virginia Cavalier Brennan Armstrong, and Louisville, a popular dark horse trend. Do you like all of them? Are you higher on a collection of those teams? Where do you fit with that grouping? Yeah, I think the next group down from uh, Florida State and Clemson, the two teams that I think will mostly contend for the title besides those two, uh, number one would be the Pitt Panthers. And while Pitt is only number 102 on my experience chart. They had in a quarterback like Phil Jerkovic from uh, Boston College. And Jerkovic is reunited with his offensive coordinator from Boston College two years ago. And Frank Signetti, they had a pretty big year there. I think he's going to be better than Keaton Slovis was last season. Uh, Coach Narduzzi's high on the running back core and the offensive line, plus defensively. Uh, it doesn't matter who he loses the NFL off that defensive line. Look at the last four years, 51, 46, 54, 48 sacks. Then look in the schedule. They avoid Clemson and Miami in ACC play. They get Florida State at home in November, which is very nice. Uh, and in ACC play, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's tough to find them as an underdog in very many games. Uh, at Duke could be a potential one. The Florida State at home, which I read a toss-up. North Carolina, they get at home. So I think they're a legitimate contender. With North Carolina, they may have wrapped up the ACC title uh, a little bit early last year. Remember, they clinched the Coastal at 9-1. and were ranked number 13 in the country. Maybe they relaxed a little bit. They got upset by Georgia Tech. They got upset by NC State. And then lost the title game to Clemson. And then in the bowl game, I thought they played extremely well with a depleted secondary. They stayed within a point of an explosive Oregon team, only losing 28-27. Now this year, Coach Brown has said they're going to run the football more, which is going to take some of the pressure off Drake May. Drake May, remember, last year had 30 touchdown passes his first nine games, but just a 1-4 ratio over the final three. I look for Drake May to look like he did those first nine games. I look for North Carolina to play with the a great deal of urgency, and I think if anybody's going to challenge the Florida State-Clemson juggernaut that they have at the top, it'll be the North Carolina or Pitt. Yeah, I mean, those are two teams that have been there consistently year in and year out, much like the inside is consistently there at Phil Steele with an E. PhilSteele.com and PhilSteele042 is his Twitter handle to interact with him on social media. Of course, we're at Fastlane, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Phil, um, transitioning out of the ACC to a broader college football question or two for you. And again, we appreciate you coming on with us a couple days in a row here in the Fastlane. Um, we already gave your thoughts on Clemson and Florida State. There are a number of other teams that seem to be in that trendy, could they make the college football playoff discussion? LSU, USC, Texas, Notre Dame fits that discussion as well. Out of that grouping, and maybe another one in there as well, who do you like to actually meet those type of expectations? You know, I think all four have a legitimate shot. Uh, one that I'm going to point out that I really like this year, and I think they're under the radar, is Notre Dame. And when you go back and look at Notre Dame last year, you know, they had a, a starting quarterback uh, at the beginning of the year in Buckner, and then he got injured and uh, was out for uh, a good portion of the year until he returned for the bowl game. So they basically went with a backup quarterback and Drew Pine. Well, this year they go from having a backup quarterback to having one of the best 
uh, in the country, and Sam Hartman, who comes over from Wake Forest. Hartman is joined by an outstanding running back core. they got Estime at the running back spot along with Price and Ford. In fact, they're so deep at running back, they were able to move Chris Tyree to slot back. They're loaded at tight end. The offensive line is one of the best in the country. And defensively, they were outstanding last year, and they've got eight starters back on the defensive side for Marcus Freeman. Now, last year he dropped his first two games. In fact, Freeman opened 0-3 as a head coach. Remember, he dropped the bowl game in 2021, blowing a big lead. However, they went 9 and two down the stretch after that. I think it's his second year as the head man. You look at the schedule this year, they get Ohio State at home, uh, which is big because Ohio State is a young quarterback making his first true road start on September the 23rd. They also get USC at home. And I thought they played a good game against USC on the road last year. The home team has done extremely well in that series, winning eight of the last nine. So I think Notre Dame even if they lose at Clemson on November 4th, at 11-1, and we'd have a great shot of making the playoff this year. Phil, the flip side to that question is of these trendy teams, is there one in there that gives you pause and say, you know what, maybe it happens, but I'm not completely sold on it? Uh, I guess I'd have to go of those ones that you mentioned uh, with Texas, just because it seems like every year, you look at the talent level Texas has, and uh, folks say, hey, Texas is back. I'm not saying Texas is back. I did pick them to win the Big 12, and I think when you look at them talent-wise, uh, they are clearly one of the best teams in the country. All eight units rank in my top units in the front of the magazine. They're strong on offense, defense. They even have my number three special teams. The thing I don't like about it, it's their final year in the Big 12, so everybody is going to give them their best shot all year long, last chance of beating Texas. And Texas, of all the teams in the Big 12, it looks like the Big 12 didn't want them to have a lot of success. Of the top six teams in the Big 12, they're the only one that has to play each of the other five. So a tough schedule, everybody gunning for them. Even though they're more talented than everybody else, they're the one team that could slip up. But I did pick them to win the Big 12 this year. PhilSteel.com for his preview magazine, PhilSteel042, is where Phil is on Twitter. He's been doing this for decades and sharing his insight with us today in the fast lane. Phil, uh, Heisman Trophy discussion and debate. Obviously, you vote on that in 20 or so awards within college football as you've been studying this quite a while. Um, out of that bunch that's the favorites for the Heisman Trophy or trendy projections, we see the award generally goes to quarterbacks on teams that have a chance to at least make the college football playoff, even if they come up uh, a bit short with a spectacular year. What's your projection in terms of preseason-wise, the Heisman Trophy frontrunners? Well, I could tell you an entire list of the preseason uh, frontrunners, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jordan Travis, off the Tra Travis and May, of course, from ACC territory. The Pac-12's got all their quarterbacks back, like Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Uh, and then Blake Corum was a guy at Michigan that had a chance of winning the Heisman. Marvin Harrison, regarded as the best uh, wide receiver in the country. Joe Milton from Tennessee. J.J. McCarthy is the only veteran QB of like the top five or six teams in the country. All those guys are mentioned, but if I'm going to make a Heisman forecast, it'll be this. Uh, if it's Caleb Williams or the field, I'm going to take the field. As we know, there's only been one repeat winner of the Heisman Trophy ever in Archie Griffin. And part of the reason is Caleb Williams is not only competing against all those other players this year, he's also complete, competing against Caleb Williams of 2022. I mean, last year he threw for 4,537 yards, hit 67% with a 42-5 ratio. Let's say he has a 38-10 ratio, phenomenal numbers. People say, what's, what's wrong with 
with Caleb Williams. His numbers aren't what he did last year, and that's part of the reasons no one ever has been able to repeat. So I guess my prediction on the Heisman would be this year that there will not be a repeat winner. I see somebody else beating out Caleb Williams. Last question for you, Phil, and we appreciate the time. Do you see somebody lurking back there as a dark horse, whether it's whoever wins the Georgia quarterback job, Sam Hartman at Notre Dame, J.J. McCarthy at Michigan, maybe it's somebody like Jordan Travis at Florida State. Who, who in your eyes, fits the description of quarterback, team that could be pushing for a playoff spot, but maybe isn't getting that much attention, at least right now? Yeah, and, you know, looking at the, the front runners for the Heisman as far as the odds go, uh, I'm going to go with the guy that's a, a longer shot than the 10 I list in the magazine, and that's Sam Hartman in Notre Dame for the reasons I mentioned earlier. He's got a great supporting cast. The schedule sets up well. They could be a national title contender, and I got great respect for Sam Hartman. The job he did at Wake Forest was phenomenal, and uh, he's never had a supporting cast like this. Wow. Well, it's strong words from a guy that went from a very stable program to one that's uh, on a different level, Wake Forest to Notre Dame. Phil Steele is on a different level. He's been there for a while. Phil, thank you for your time in the fast lane. It's always a joy when we're able to catch up and look ahead to the college football season. And, of course, we'll keep it locked to Phil Steele 042 on Twitter and encourage our listeners to visit philsteele.com to get their own magazine. I appreciate that, Ed. And by the way, this year uh, the magazine's only available at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So if you normally go out there and get it at all the other outlets, it's only Barnes & Noble and Books A Million this year. Or, of course, philsteel.com. And if you go to philsteel.com and order the hard copy, we give it a digital copy for free. And if you, order, if you look at the digital, it's updated all the way through September. We go to the Northwestern page. We list David Braun as the, starting, uh, or as the head coach for uh, Northwestern right now. So it is completely up to date. Wow, good insight, good to know as well. Phil, thank you for that little nugget at the end, and uh, again, look forward to keeping up with you throughout the college football season. Sounds great, Ed. Always enjoy talking football with you, my friend. Indeed. What a way to uh, wrap up the week here in the fast lane. Phil Steele with us. PhilSteele.com, PhilSteele042, his Twitters. Of course, we're at Fastlane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and where you listen to podcasts. We're back Monday, nope, Tuesday afternoon at 5, live from the ACC football kickoff.